1: The Greg Kelly Show. Ah. Wow, wow, wow,
2: wow. Wild times, huh? The worst thing that could possibly happen, right? Arrested for the fourth time, and it turns out to be making him uh, the best man of the hour. I don't know. I think it's just getting stronger and stronger. Trump, you know, again, the worst possible thing that can happen, right? What did they do? They nailed Jesus to a cross, and he saved the world, right? I mean, they're... From the darkest, most horrible moments, uh, the best things can happen. And I think we're seeing some of the best things right now. I know it's not over. I know he's still fighting. But they arrested Donald Trump. You see that mugshot? It's gone. I mean, now it's a sign of strength. I knew it would happen. It is immediately iconic, and it's uh, it's going to be everywhere. It's going to be on your screensaver. People have uh, changed their social media Uh, picture. They put their own picture in the same little style with the Fulton County logo right there. You know, everybody's got a mugshot now. So I had a very long conversation with President Trump last night. Um, He's in good spirits. However, he did say it was terrible, terrible to go through something like that, although everybody was very nice. Um, You know, he has (laughs) grave concerns about the election. He had every right to to fight for uh, fairness and uh, to ensure everything was okay. You can't criminalize that, but that's what they've done. Now it's blowing up in their face. Donald Trump, 40 points in front of uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, eight points in front of Joe Biden. What will they try next? Tucker Carlson raised a very good question the other night. Are they going to try to kill you? Are they going to try to kill you? And I think, well, almost logically, that's the next step. They'll try. We got to pray. We got to work hard. We got to make sure he's safe. We got to make sure this country is safe. But just an amazing moment. And um, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I feel like a little bit lucky to be alive, lucky to be alive and lucky to be in the position that we're in. We're, we're not, we don't have to go with that corrupt flow. We're not afraid of cancellation. We're not afraid of the woke mob. And I'll tell you what the woke mob did yesterday. They're feasting on all of this. Oh, they love it. They love it. Oh, he's going to have to be in the jail, which apparently is a notoriously bad jail, a lot of stabbings and death. And you know, prison rape and all that stuff, and they're like chuckling among themselves, oh, ho, ho, making little jokes. Something bad could happen to Donald Trump. They they like that. I don't want anything bad to happen. to anybody in jail, um, that, even the worst criminals in the world. I think they should uh, you know they should do their time and not be uh, harmed while they're in prison. Okay, yeah, I know people think, oh, that's good. That's part of the punishment package. Well, I think being cut off from society is and living in a jail is bad enough. I want those people to be safe, right? Uh, if you get the death penalty, fine, and it will be administered at the right time and at the right place and all that stuff. Although I'm actually kind of against the death penalty. I know a lot of people disagree with me on that. I'm, I'm for uh, a jail, a prison without the possibility of parole. Um, you know, why? Because they get it wrong, they get it wrong. And we've seen the power of the state, what it can do, how it can frame innocent people. So I don't think the same people who issue driver's licenses and make ludicrous decisions to cancel the border uh, should be out there canceling lives. You know, should be out there with the power to uh, the lethal injection or firing squad. No, I don't. Uh, I don't. Want, I don't want that. And every now and then, yeah, it's true. There are false convictions. The wrong people do go to jail. Uh, the media never really can figure out <laughs> who are the who 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 was wrongly convicted. Basically, anybody who's young and poor and black. Uh, they insist, must be uh, wrongly convicted. It actually doesn't work that way at all, irrespective of race. Okay, we got problems, but we also have some great things going on. So, all right, the woke mob, I was just talking about, the woke media mob. Yesterday, they're having the time of their lives, enjoying uh, the trouble they think Donald Trump is going through. And it is trouble, but here's a couple of things. And every time they arrest him, they they forget this part, and then they're reminded, damn, he's got a lot of stuff. Damn, he's he's a big deal. Damn, look at all that attention. Damn, look at that plane with his own name on it. Donald Trump did not go into politics to get all that stuff. He already had it. And he's got that great big motorcade and he gets the plane and the whole world is watching and and then he goes back to the airport and they're watching every second of this. They are watching and commenting and they got their, you know, former federal prosecutors you know, having lawyers and I do this myself, but I think every time you have a lawyer on, you got to have somebody from the other side on because you know, lawyers, you hire lawyers and you hire a lawyer to advocate one position, but it it's not up to just that lawyer. It's inherently adversarial. So I think you got to have a, two lawyers on. It's 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 a bunch of former federal prosecutors who hate Trump sitting around a table scheming about how to get him. I don't think they realize that the camera is rolling (laughs) and that, wow, this is how you guys – this is how you guys conduct business, right? You just bend over backwards trying to frame somebody, trying to come up with more and more reasons to – more and more counts and see if you can make them stick as opposed to actually fighting genuine crime anyway. So all this stuff is going on, and then Donald Trump comes to the microphones, and I see something amazing happen – this is the one. This is like the genuine. Okay, wait, we're going to hear from the guy. We're going to hear he just got out of jail. We're going to hear from him. MSNBC and CNN cut away. They said we're not going to we're not we're not going to show you what Donald Trump has to say. Now, what about that, huh? They they can't stop talking about him, but they won't let him talk cuz they're too busy lying about him. So, I think we got the comments. Yeah, uh I saw this on I mean, the conservative media. They weren't afraid to turn off their cameras. They, they trust their audience. Uh, if you're going to talk about him all day long and he's got something to say, well, let's hear it. Uh, cut 12, please. Cut 12.
3: It's a very sad day for America. This should never happen. If you challenge an election, you should be able to challenge an election. I thought the election was a rigged election, a stolen election and I should have every right to do that. As you know, you have many people that you've been watching over the years do the same thing, whether it's Hillary Clinton or Stacey Abrams or many others. When you uh, have that great freedom to challenge, you have to be able to, otherwise you could have very dishonest elections. What has taken place here is a travesty of justice. We did nothing wrong, I did nothing wrong, and everybody knows it. I've never had such support And that goes with the other ones, too. What they're doing is election interference. They're trying to interfere with an election. There's never been anything like it in our country before. This is their way of campaigning. And this is one instance, but you have three other instances. It's election interference. So I want to thank you for being here. We did nothing wrong at all. And we have every right, every single right, to challenge an election that we think is dishonest, that we think it's very dishonest. So thank you all very much, and I'll see you uh, very soon. Thank you very much.
2: And then he gets on his plane that he pays for and goes back, and then he picks up the phone, and uh, he has a chat with me, Greg Kelly. We talked for about, I don't know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, about pretty much everything. Uh, One thing, um, let's see if we can get some sound on that. One thing we um, talked about is, well, number one, what was it like? And he said it was terrible, but everybody was nice. And uh, you know he went through his uh, his grievance, which are uh, which which very very genuine. He uh, talked about Rupert Murdoch. He talked about uh, you know the the weird stuff going on with Fox. Um, I was surprised though that Rana Romney McDaniel, he's he's totally okay with. They have a good relationship. I just think that the RNC could be doing more to defend Trump during all this stuff. Um, Let's see what else uh, he he's, he's certainly not cut off. He knows everything that's happening. Oh, so I saw him say to Tucker, you know, look, I'm the president for all the people, you know, not just Republicans, not just conservatives, you know, Democrats, too. And there are great Democrats out there. And you know what? I got to tell you, I love it when he talks like that. I just love it. And I think that at the right time and at the right moment, I asked him basically, look, you're running a primary campaign and a primary campaign is different generally speaking, you know, textbook politics, textbook, and I know he threw away the textbook. You run a primary campaign in the primary to secure the nomination, and then you got to run a different type of campaign in the general election because you want to, okay, you got all the people who, the true believers, now you got to work on the people, you know, who might be on the fence about you, or maybe are totally on the other side. And quite frankly, I think he can do that. I think he, he, could, he could come out with a speech like, you know, alright, I get it. Some of you will never like me, Some of you don't like my style and okay, that's, it's not for everybody, but I'll tell you what, I will fight for your freedom and liberty and prosperity like no one else, no one else. You can be a a transgender, whatever, as long as you're an adult, you are an American and I will fight for you. I will fight and I know he can do that. I know he can do it in a way far better than that caricature thing that I just did. Um, because his, his agenda is not crazy. It's not. Um, it's American. It's, I don't even think it's right wing. Strong borders, not getting into useless foreign wars, uh, less regulation, less taxes, um, maybe a government run by the people and for the people, not by millions who are unelected. People don't really know that much about the deep state. You better tune in. These folks, unelected, somehow they think that that makes them morally superior to us, the deplorables, the unwashed. They're the technocrats. They know. Well, you guys report to us. What else? Um, I think if, at the right moment, if he starts talking, and I think he's open to it. I, I'm i sorry, but 20 years ago, 30 years ago, could, could any Democrat – Back then, imagine what their party would stand for now. And to me, what it stands for more than anything, and I call it the picture of the monster. I got a picture. It's a it's a crazy man dressed as a woman with garishly stupid big breasts and stuff like that. You can have big breasts if they're genuine. That's great. That's very great. But sorry – uh, but if they're fake and they're over the top and all that stuff and it's stupid, I'm not talking about – oh, gosh, here I got to go – artificial breasts. I'm talking about some guy who's stuck you know, fake you-know-whats in his shirt and is trying to look like a man and looks stupid and is almost making fun of women. That individual should not be in a public school library reading to children because they're not there for – literacy they're there for some who knows what sexual gratification some sort of titillating thing they do not belong around children public officials like leticia james on the job an attorney general showed up at a drag time story hour you know the left likes to scoff oh this is fringe this is culture stuff no 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 these are divide no this is what you guys are all about and this is what we're all about by the way sticking up for children protecting children how many children have not been found, by the way, in Maui? What the hell is going on? <laughs> the lack of attention, the lack of federal support, uh, Joe Biden blowing it off. Like, it I think initially they just wanted to cover it up. No comment. What? In, all right. So uh, what the hell? You got a problem here? Oh, geez. Somebody's calling up. Why are you defending? I, I don't like to take calls this early, but uh, – uh, I can't resist. Mitch, how are you? What, uh, is this a prank phone call? What's going on?
4: Okay, thank you. No, it's not a prank call. I'm just wondering why yourself and pretty much the whole WABC establishment, the New York Post, and why is everybody defending Trump? Because, I mean, because, a-
2: Because this is a threat to all of us. If you don't like Trump, fine. But there are a lot of people who understand, Mitch, and I guess you don't, that what's happening to him, this overreach – this maliciousness, it could happen to each and every one of us. They're trying to subdue us. They're trying to scare people off from raising fundamental questions that need to be raised. That are It's our right to be uh, uh, suspicious of everything, including, yeah, the election. I get it. Joe Biden's the president. But I want to know a little bit more about how things went down and COVID. Do you know they're about to invoke COVID again? Yeah, apparently uh, get ready for the next wave. <laughs> it's coming. It's it's coming. How do they how do we know it's coming? It hasn't happened yet. Well, they tell it's coming. I don't know, Mitch. I mean, if you think uh, if you think this is a OK, and we should just let the jury decide if you can't see that this is dangerous political persecution, you know, you mentioned W.A.B.C. and, and, and everybody's free to say what they want. There's a million media establishments that you can go to where they pick on Trump all day long. I mean, perhaps you would be more comfortable at MSNBC. You can listen to them on the radio. There's a way. You can stream it, Mitch. Did you know that? CNN. And you can do CNN and MSNBC and the rest, and even Fox as well. I mean, this is an alternative. You should take advantage of it, not bitch and moan about it.
4: All I could say is this, that we heard the tape, we heard the audio tape of Trump saying something to the effect of, what I need you to do is find me 11,000 more Yeah,
2: I understand that. That is exculpatory. Uh, He said, all I need – all I want is to find – let me ask you something. If you were told that you lost an election and they were still counting the votes and it was still up in the air, I bet you would want there to be 11,000 (laughs) – however many votes. He wanted those votes, wanted them, and then he raised all kinds of anomalies with the election. Look, if you think those good old boys, uh, Raffensperger and Gabe Sterling – are on the level. Do you know who they are, by the way, Mitch? Yeah.
3: Rapids I think was the, uh, the secretary of state or some high. And, official. And,
2: and, and Gabe Sterling is the chief of staff and he's running around like, like he gets to pick the president. So if you think you should be arrested for saying stuff like that on the phone call, um, well, Mitch, I'm glad you're, uh, you don't have authority over my, what do you, I mean, I'm sorry, Mitch. We just see things totally differently. And, uh, you know enjoy enjoy the fake news. it's everywhere and um, but it's good that you're tuning in um, uh, I guess yeah, we got to have callers like Mitch from time to time. and we have to have callers like Sandra. she's standing by. Do I have to go? I do no, yes, I do I shall be right back. hey, the vague this guy's not going away, and I like him I like him uh, and I saw it coming. I don't think he's going to win, but he's going to be a big factor. Could be vice president. Be right back.
1: Greg Kelly on 77 WABC.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person.
1: NYC. This is the Greg Kelly show.
2: Hey, what the hell's going on in Staten Island? Uh, geez, migrants in that, uh, place right next to a school, right next to houses. And, uh, it's insane. Uh, The good people of Staten Island are saying, no way. Uh, Curtis has been very active on that. We'll talk to him uh, very soon. I want to know a little bit more about this civil disobedience and getting arrested. Uh, There's getting arrested like, you know, you, you steal something. Well, not anymore, but I mean, there's the classic thing you do. You commit a crime and the cops come and they run after you and they grab you and they throw the cuffs on you and they take you to the station. It's a little bit different with civil disobedience. It's like prearranged i don't know, and uh it, Curtis has done it a million times, so I, I'm curious about that, and also what the hell how do we stop this it's uh you know it, it's it's happening um you know very slowly then all at once, I mean we could lose everything, everything. Vivek Swami, this guy is um on fire right now. I can't say I saw it like I saw Trump in twenty fifteen I'm not going to be like, yeah, I knew this guy would be. I interviewed him very early on, uh, six months ago maybe, and I was impressed, but not that impressed to be honest. I was like, okay, like, you know, nobody knows who you are. Vivek Ramaswamy. And actually, the first thing I asked him was, how do you say your name? And he said, thank you for asking. It's Vivek. Everybody says Vivek. Uh, It's Vivek. Harvard undergrad, Yale Law School. And I was like, come on. I mean, you know, so what? A lot of people go to these schools. And then the media, they're the ones who care more than anybody else. But he's got that, so the media takes him kind of seriously to begin with. And then he's got, here's the thing, a billion dollars, all right? So that means, okay, we'll listen. And he bought a lot of the, uh, you know, bought a big campaign staff, and he's he's doing what you need to do, and he's got one hell of a brain and one hell of a tongue, and, uh, oh, there's the music. So he said something on Fox & Friends this morning, which was... (laughs) Fox didn't like it, uh, but these days, that's a really good sign. What happened over there, huh? What happened? Anyway, uh, uh, happy Friday momentarily. Curtis.
0: Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.
1: You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show.
2: It, man. this is uh, down this is in the hood in Atlanta Donald Trump is driving by and they're yelling and screaming they're happy to see him. And those bad words are uh, words of affection, which, uh, well, I uh, somehow certain words have become affectionate. Actually, uh, yet if you if, if the wrong person utters them, uh, it's the worst thing in the world one can do. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Donald Trump seeing a lot of popularity and a lot of love in a uh, highly black neighborhood in Atlanta, and a couple of things about that. If I if you don't mind, uh, number one, uh, well, the black community and I hate calling it a community. You know, I just what does that mean? There's no white community. There's no black community. But all right. The black community did very, very well in terms of economic uh, development and uh, increase under President Trump and record low black unemployment. They have statistics on these things. You know, I wish, uh, you know, sometimes I wish we didn't, uh, you know, uh, split up everybody like that. But it's done. And, uh, you know, they have these. This data, they keep it and they look at it and uh so uh part of it is I think affection and appreciation for that. Uh and you see more and more communities of color embracing Donald Trump to the point that it's got uh Democrats totally freaked out and petrified these new voting patterns. You know, they want <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but it looks like a lot of Democrats want communities of color to be beleaguered. And forever kind of perpetually uh, suffering and uh, that they can be easily manipulated into voting Democrat. Well, those days seem to be ending. And the other thing, and I think it's safe to say, uh, look, everybody probably knows somebody who's been arrested. All right. Now, I actually look back to where I grew up in Garden City. Very nice town. uh, But I know something like a dozen people at least who have gone to prison. Personally, I just, you live enough life and you're like, yeah, that, oh, yeah, that person, yeah, oh, really? They got arrested? Some guy I know from high school, some guy who lived down the block, some guy around the corner, different stuff. Uh, sometimes financial crimes, sometimes, uh, a, a lot of times, financial crimes. And actually, I'm come to think of it, everybody I know who's gone to prison, everybody I know personally happens to be white. Now, if you look at the numbers, uh, the aggregate numbers, um, it's, I think it's safe to say that. Uh, incarceration and and those kinds of issues tend to impact or touch more families of color than uh, white families, all right? I think that's a fact. And one of the reasons why you see this growing kind of like respect and admiration, just a little bit, just a little, just a little, you know, uh, is because it enhances his cred ever so slightly. It does. Cred. Coolness. Badass, whatever, whatever. I mean, arrested four times, and the mugshot. I mean, I, I just like, and you come out, and you're still kicking ass in all the polls. There's something incredibly cool about that. I know, I know. We 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 uh, we denounce. Uh, uh, no, we don't denounce. Actually, I mean, if it's a phony phony charge and you're arrested, the joke's on them. The joke's on the people who put the handcuffs on them. Agnes, what do you think? I love that name, by the way, Agnes. It's very elegant. Oh, thank
4: you. Thank you very much. But I had to tell you that you're so proud of talking to President Trump. Well, we are proud of talking to you. Uh, you you speak for all of us. And uh, a patent, my husband told me, said never surrender. And he's right. And also, I don't have a lot of um, quotes from history, but you have... Stayed on the radio for the last four years that I've been listening to you, and you have spoken the truth. Now, as I was in the laundry, I said way back when the virus started that it will all come out in the wash. Wait a second. Agnes from the Laundromat. Yes. Oh,
2: it's been a long time. I remember you
4: guys. It has has been, but these past three or four years, um, you have spoken for all of us. And um, and we'll always probably continue to speak for all of us. But uh, very, very uh, truthfully, things came out in the wash. I said that a long time ago and they are coming out in the wash. President Trump will save us from disaster. And you have spoken for all of us. So I just want to thank you.
2: Wow. Thank you so much, Agnes. Uh really, so kind of you. You sound a little emotional. Are you getting
4: emotional about this? Uh well, you know what? It is emotional. There's no no two ways about it. It is emotional to see a mugshot of our president of the United States. And uh, you know, I'm a woman and I guess we can get emotional. <laughs> But anyway, I just wanted to thank you.
2: Well, I love it. And uh, you, I, I I embrace those emotions. And uh, women, Agnes, you're great. So is your husband. I appreciate it. Good to hear from you again. I remember the laundromat and all that stuff and the wise things you would say. So thank you. It's all coming out in the wash, and it all will. huh? Isn't that amazing? Thank you, Agnes. Uh, Yeah, I like that, coming out of the wash. And I just knew it. And apparently, and I'm hearing this a lot from people, that um, early on when I came to the radio station, it wasn't four years ago, it was about almost three years ago, but, you know, I was very positive on President Trump back then, and that was when people were really trying to write him off forever. Like, he's done, he's finished. I'm like, no, oh, I, 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 I do not see it. I, It was still blazingly clear that he would not only survive but thrive and that this guy was coming back and deserved to come back. Um, hello, Curtis Sliwa. Speaking of... Uh, Mug shots and getting arrested. <laughs>
6: How are you? Uh,
2: Very good.
6: See, I could have given President Trump some instructions. You turn left, you turn right, and then you look straight. But he had the perfect mug shot. Stern, like, don't mess with me. That was a good one.
2: You notice that we don't have mugshots here in New York anymore. They don't release them or something. Why don't we have mugshots?
6: No. Mugshot is specifically so when you put it out for public consumption, people might recognize the person and say, oh, yeah, that person did a robbery or that person did a rape. That's the purpose of a mugshot. So this was ludicrous. The most recognized person in the world is Donald Trump. Well, it's blowing up in their face because that
2: mugshot is iconic now, and I know it bothers some people. Agnes, I understand where she's coming from, but to me, it kind of—I think it's kind of fires me up, and I want to put it on my Facebook and I want to put it on a T-shirt. And uh, so, you've gotten a well. Do do me a favor first. Yes. Staten Island. I'm seeing some videos. I'm seeing skirmishes with cops and yep. stuff like that. Things are getting pretty intense out there. What's going on?
6: The uh, city of New York promised the residents of Staten Island that they would never put the illegal aliens at St. John's Villa Academy, which is in Grasmere, a beautiful location. By the way, mostly moderate Democrats, they did not vote for me in Staten Island. They voted for Eric Adams, one of the few places uh, that I did not win in Staten Island. When I went out to the rally the other night, 4,000 people were there. They have state. stakeholders in the area. They were told by City Hall that we'll never put it there. We can guarantee you everything's on the table, but not there. And then they started to send workers in. They've sent buses in with the illegals. They are always saying it's going to be women and children, and it's always single, able-bodied men. You know that. You know that routine. The people out there are not taking it. And these, these are moderate Democrats. They're not there yet, right? Are the migrants there yet? Yes. They they're, moved they're... in. Three busloads. loads, Men. Mostly men. You know, naturally, they'll have Who, a, who told them they would never could? Did Adams say it out loud? Yeah, City Hall said, because remember, on June 14th, this uh, article, I'll send it to you, Greg. Staten Island Advance. My own Republicans said I was lying and making it up because I let them know in advance. They're going to send them into St. John's Villa. My wife, Nancy, had done uh, the research, the deep dive. Democrats to me, City Hall said, everything's on the table, but we can assure you it'll never be St. John's Villa Academy. Curtis Lee was a liar. So when I went to speak at the rally the other night, it took me a half hour to get to the podium. You had all these moderate Democrats asking me, saying, Curtis, we, we apologize. We should have listened to you. We could have organized earlier and prevented this. So uh, have you, when's the last time you got arrested? Uh, Last time I got arrested was uh, actually uh, in Staten Island at uh, Midland Beach, where they kicked out all those senior citizens to make room for the illegal aliens. And before that, it was Creedmoor, right? Creedmoor, correct. So you've
2: been arrested twice in the past 10 days. Twice,
6: and my proudest arrest will be number 80 at Gracie Mansion. Occupy Gracie Mansion, 2 o'clock on Sunday. I'm welcoming everybody to come out. Because we're really going to take it to Eric Adams, who has lied to us every step of the way. How does
2: it go down when you get arrested and it's civil disobedience and it's you? I mean, you're not getting arrested for punching a cop or anything like no. that. I know that. Right. So, but you, like, what do you do? You sit down on the street or something no, like that? How uh, do you do it?
6: Any number of ways. In this case, uh, we may try to chain ourselves to the fence at Gracie Mansion. A lot of times they don't let you get close any longer. It's not like you can go right up to Gracie Mansion. They might try to keep you a block away. And somehow the cops even know ahead of time that uh, you're going to do this, and in, in a weird way, they're okay with it, right? I, I talk with them. Uh, last night, we were at a rally on Flatbush Avenue near Floyd Bennett Field. They sent a hundred police officers. They didn't need one police officer for this crowd. They're all law-abiding, you know, Blue Lives Matter people. I said, you guys should be out there fighting crime. Well, we got assigned here. I said, all they had to do was ask me. There's no arrest tonight. We would have advertised the fact that there's going to be as, as Eric Adams said, Amaya Gandhi, civil disobedience, nonviolent resistance, right? But they have no control. And these, Greg, the worst thing is they don't know what's coming. Moderate Democrats who are stakeholders, who have co-ops, condos, you know, are paying mortgages. They don't want this. Tomorrow I'm going to be with hundreds of West Indians and Caribbeans. First time immigrants in Canarsie, where I grew up. Mm-hmm. It's our annual uh, picnic uh, for the Guardian Angels. They're all going to queue up. Curtis, what can you do? Can you help us stop this? These are immigrants themselves who have investments in the community. It really
2: reveals Eric Adams's uh, total and complete incompetence and lack of uh, lack of skill, lack of sophistication. I mean, he knows nothing, and this could have been
6: handled, right? I mean oh, he easily. he actually asked for it. He brought it on. Well, and they gave it to him. Before he went to Israel, he had a press conference, he said, Look, I would never ever put a migrant center in a flood zone where I got arrested the last time, Midland Beach, got wiped out in Superstorm Sandy. The whole place got wiped out. That's a flood zone. Floyd Bennett Field, it's a flood zone. So people are beginning to realize you can't trust anything that City Hall says. And now He's going to go out fundraising in the Hamptons this weekend instead of being here, and he's advocated that there should be a migrant center put in West Hampton at the state uh, airport. And you know who's asleep
2: totally is, um, well, uh, the media. I mean, they—they're not giving him. You're supposed to give the mayor a hard time. You, you know, it's kind of like what you're supposed to do, especially if you're a tabloid, right? Uh, I think they're going very easy on him. Uh, still, the New York Post, the New York Times, worships him. Yep. I know they got dirt on him too. I know they uh, no have doubt. dirt. And they're not—they're not doing it. They're not doing their job. And especially a time like this, total crisis. Damn. Well, it's looking good for uh, your campaign.
6: You're going to join me out there, I Greg? You're going to get arrested? I, 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 no, I can't. I'll no, say me no, and Greg no, no, running for mayor, Republican primary, next time around. Stop it, stop it, stop I can't do it. I mean, look, I would... Uh, Could you have your father there stand by me? No cop will ever arrest me if your dad, Ray Kelly, the greatest police commissioner of all time, is standing side by side with me.
2: Uh, you know, I'd I, I hate to put him in a position where he'd have to arrest you. I mean, I, I no, I, we can't do that. I mean, look, I admire... Let me ask you this. 80 yeah. arrests. Yes. Does it do any good? And I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying like, I. I think civil disobedience. There's a role yeah. for it. But you ever like think? Okay. Well, hold that thought. When you got arrested the last time, what does it actually mean? Do they actually put you in the car, bring you into uh, the courthouse, bring you to right They don't do any of that stuff. No,
6: they used to before Rudy became mayor, and then he told everybody, "Stop it." The guardian angels are our friends. We haven't had a problem since. Look. Greg Kelly, we're in a city now, I could go out in the middle of the street and murder somebody and they'll give me a disappearance ticket, a desk appearance ticket, and just say, could you please show up six months from now and appear in court for an arraignment? Right. That's how they say they right there at the, the at the. Oh, yeah. No, no. What well, what they do is they have the body cams on. So they have to have that stern look. The moment they turn the body cams off, high fiving me, Mr. Mayor, <laughs> you're right. I'm a vote for you. I voted for you the last time. They can't do it with the body cams on because City <laughs> Hall wants to look at all the footage. And do you show up in six months? Oh, yeah, sure. You got to show up. Yeah, now, That's the one thing they'll get you on, uh, not showing up. You decided to get arrested. The, you got a disappearance ticket. You got to show up in court.
2: Does it get expensive ever? I mean, does it become... No, a... I
6: represent myself pro se.
2: Be careful about that.
6: I've done it every time. I've actually beat the federal government and the city of Newark one time in a case.
2: Well, all right. They so... say
6: only a fool exactly. as themselves as a lawyer. Well, guess what? I've won every case. <laughs> Oh, geez. all right. Just you think I have money for a lawyer? You know what a retainer costs?
2: Yeah, they can. Uh, that Boy, they really are. One
6: email. $500. I know. Hey, wait. I just asked the question. You're
2: having a nice phone call. You think he's enjoying your company. You know what I mean? They're charging you the entire time. Curtis Lee, you are the one and only out there uh,
6: fighting for us. Appreciate it, pal. I'm heading to Staten Island now. I'll, I'll report back to you. I'll let you know what's going on there.
2: Please do. Uh,
6: thank you, Curtis. Be right back. Greg
2: Kelly
1: on 77 W.A.B.C. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show.
2: Well, big news. Curtis Sliwa won. The people won. All those illegal migrants being booted. Out of the former St. John Villa, a court just issued uh, an injunction, and uh, they're gone. They are being moved out. The buses are showing up uh, momentarily. This is huge. We, well done uh, for Curtis Sliwa, for the folks Staten Island who turned out, who said no. Also to uh, Scott Lebedo. You know this guy, Scott Lebedo? Very talented artist. Uh, Mr. Staten Island. He's all over the place. Great guy. Good Good stuff. And, uh, hey, what's the phone number here again? What's our number? What's our number to call in? 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. Some folks in Staten Island uh, asked me what the number is, so I got the – there's the number. Um, Well, fabulous. You can fight City Hall and win. Um, I love it. Sandra, we got a lot more work to do. Uh, Welcome. Hey, you know that stuff, it actually works.
7: I know, Greg Kelly. I am so proud of you. I was watching your show last night. You covered the fort for two hours. You had great guests on, like Mark Simone and others. While we were waiting to hear you speak to Donald Trump, and when you did, it was just so relaxed and so like natural. And and you got Donald Trump to talk so calmly. And and I love you. I what can I say? And I wanted to say. That if I didn't do my research every morning, I would have missed in the New York Post the beautiful picture of you side by side. That's how I see it with Donald Trump, because we all know you love him. And I love that. Wait a I second. Wait that. a second.
2: Wait a second. There's a picture of me in the what? paper today.
7: Oh, yeah. What page? A big one. The- a big, uh, I don't remember. I don't know what page, but it was in the front, very close in the front. In the post, you're going to love it. See, I read it
2: online. I know, I know they wrote about uh, the story, and I read the story. But I read it online. I rarely actually pick up the paper, paper, and online is different. Um,
7: Well, that's how I saw it. All right, I did see it online.
2: Excellent. I'm going to go. But I loved it. Oh, man. you
7: next to Donald Trump, two buddies. That's how I
2: see it. <laughs>
7: but 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 I wanted to tell you one more thing. Mm. So you asked Donald Trump a very important question. And the one that I listened closely to was who did he like the best in the in the debate? And he said, as I'm learning to pronounce his name from you, Vavek. No, you know no,
2: no, 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 no. It's a Vavake. Oh, it's not Vavek. Vavake. Oh, Remember, he said last night, no, like vivek. cake, Vavake.
7: Oh, right. Okay, but Brian that was Bates. the first okay. name he said. Yeah. Okay, and and I I wasn't too. I mean, he he was the first one who stood up for Donald Trump in that debate. He's brave, and, and 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 this is very important to to pick someone who is not afraid to be honest and 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 stick up for Trump. So that I. But I just want to say one thing to you. Okay. Don't get mad at me. But when I saw the little something it was I I, I retract my steps face it trace it and erase it I found it on newsmax ticker about Reve and 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 the Soros money kind of thing I understand I, look look I mean thing. I
1: look
2: I you know I know there's uh, all right so look I mean there's always I, read the information make your own decision right. on that I mean I just yeah, I don't I it I, 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 yeah I it's uh, not a big deal Yeah, it's it's not not... a
7: big deal. The big deal is what he stands for. And that is great what he stands for. And that's what I like.
2: All right. Me too. Like you, Sandra. Thank you so much. Uh, Yeah. uh, Again, how could I not have seen my picture in the paper? It shows you, actually, that the print paper, you know, is just not what it used to be. Imagine that. It's two in the afternoon. I didn't even know my picture was in the paper. Nobody called. Um, One day, it was about three years ago, I was on page six. I didn't find out to the next day. You know, some people I know live and die for page six, right? Ooh, page six. They'll pay thousands of dollars to hire some uh, PR person to get them on page six. I've been on page six a lot, actually, in my life. It's no big deal. Nothing changes when your name is on page six. But my life actually did change a couple of times on page six, believe it or not. Having said that. Because um, it's kind of a long story, but uh, I uh, I had a beef with uh, somebody, and and they were so mad, and they, they leaked something to Page Six. This is not that thing. This is another thing, a very little thing, and it's interesting uh, because it evaporated, and nobody ever remembers it. The only person who remembers it is me, and I remember everything about it. You know, so those things come and go. But if you uh, if you if you try to take somebody on careful because they'll never forget what happened they'll never forget what you did
1: the greg kelly show well the
2: people win sometimes it doesn't feel like that happens right uh it just uh, it seems to never happen um and they count on our apathy they count on our being distracted uh but it didn't work in staten island they tried to put a bunch of migrants, the illegal migrants. Hey, oh, by the way, stop with the anybody who's against this is must be a racist, all right? It is so lazy and stupid of you to say that, all right? We're not talking – this has nothing to do with race. This has everything to do with coming to this country illegally, breaking the law, for starters. What does that say about your propensity to commit more crime? A lot, a lot. We love people coming here legally from all over the world and one of my favorite images ever ever let's see i got a couple i'd say most of them are of me um i like the trump mugshot and i love the picture of the of the i think it was about seven people migrants who arrived here legally taking the citizenship oath at the republican national convention and one guy was from west africa One guy was from South Asia, one woman was from East Asia, all over the world, and it's beautiful. There they are with their hands over their heart, taking the oath, and then raising the right hand also, taking the oath, and swearing allegiance to our great country, and even promising to take up arms to defend it if necessary. So we know that they have American values. Um, Not everybody in the world has American values, obviously, and we're supposed to have borders, obviously. Well, nothing is obvious. So anyway, well done to the people of Staten Island, to Curtis Sliwa. And uh, let's see here. Some other people were there. Uh, hey, hey, this is Anne. Apparently you were at the rally last night with Curtis in Staten Island. Is that true?
8: Um, hi, Greg. Sunday. I was at the one Sunday, and I saw him get arrested. And the one last night, no, I wasn't able to go to that one. But I wanted to thank you and to thank Curtis. Thank you for the beautiful interview with President Trump. Number one, number two. Thank you, Curtis. Curtis, I voted for him. I did a lot with signs and all on my home when he was running for mayor, and so I don't want. There was many, many people that voted for Curtis. Okay, and I hope you run. And if you don't, I hope he he runs because I'm ready to leave New York. I don't like what's happening, but I'm very happy to hear the news this morning about the uh, stay. The um the judge ordered the stay on uh. On the property, they don't belong here. It's not being racist. These are men. These are not. Why are they here? To milk the system. They have no skills. They don't read or write English. It's not being racist. It's being safe. Children, Uh women. I'm afraid too now to live here with all these uh, far, you know, people coming here. Yeah. Uh, it's it's, it's
2: true no i get it totally and um well um thank you man for the i'll pass it on to curtis and um well actually he's listening down the hall great job curtis great job scott lebedo great job everybody else great job you and you were there um fantastic fantastic and you know it, <laughs> here's more proof of the total lack of racism um On our side, you know, the stereotypical bigot, right, the stereotypical, right, you know, say a white supremacist, which we abhor, right, hates anybody who's not white. That's not us. That's not MAGA. Vivek Ramaswamy is like the new superstar, right? We love this guy. He's interesting. He's got great ideas. He's successful. We don't care what he looks like and we don't care that his name is uh, hard to say the first couple of times you say it. He's fascinating and he's good and he's right and he's sticking up for President Trump. And he has a damn good chance of being the next vice president of the United States. I would bet a lot of money that someday he's going to be president. Let's hear what he had to say. This is um, – they're trying to bust his chops on Fox, but it's not working. Actually, I'm going to skip that for now. This is ordinary people who watch the debate on uh, – when was that? The day before yesterday? Who watch the debate, and then they show up on Fox News the next day for one of those uh, you know, focus groups. Listen to this. Cut 20.
0: These five wonderful individuals stayed up really late last night and came in really early to tell us who they liked last night. Beth, who'd you like and why? One word answer, please. Nikki Haley, she was strong. Okay, how about you, Sammy?
9: Vivek, Ukraine.
0: Okay, how about you, Mary Josephine? Uh, Vivek, he's not a politician. Okay, he, yeah, a lot of people are saying that. Caleb, how about you?
5: Vivek, because he brought the energy.
0: All right, and Johnny?
5: I'll say Vivek, two
9: words, exciting and genuine.
0: All right, people online, they agree with you.
9: Wow,
2: and there are only five people in that focus group, right? One Nikki Haley, everybody else with vague. Hey, come to think of it, not for nothing, but um Nikki Haley happens to be um I guess of Indian descent. Um it's not about it's not about that stuff. You know, the only time I found myself on the wrong side of MAGA, um I wouldn't say all of MAGA, but some of MAGA Because a lot of MAGA was for Dr. Roz. Donald Trump was for Dr. Roz. And I came out hard. And nobody had a problem with that. But then I came out after against Kathy Barnett. And I had beef with Kathy Barnett. That's okay, right? Man, did they come after me hard. Um, Some folks in Pennsylvania, MAGA folks. And uh, like, you know, how dare you say that and you're lying? I wasn't lying. I was uh, was making a strong case. And you know what? It gets a little bit heated in a competitive primary. And uh, if she can't win, uh, you know, some of them try to blame that loss on me. Kathy Barnett, I am sorry. You know, I am here. I am just a guy tweeting and saying stuff on the radio. If you can't handle that, maybe you don't deserve to be a U.S. senator. But Kathy Barnett has talent, and um, you know, we'll see what happens. But I didn't like that she was saying their big claim to fame was that he was she was in the military, uh, that she got into officer candidate school. Well, that's like saying I got into high school. It's just like what you don't you don't brag about that. You don't brag that you got admitted to a college but you didn't attend the college. I don't think I don't think you do that. Then again, I do brag that I got into Columbia. <laughs> I got into Columbia. Did you know that? I got into Columbia graduate school and I went for one day and I quit. I'm like I don't <laughs> damn, this is going to be hard. I want no, I can't do this. No, it was it was a weekend program for a master's, and I'm like, eh, I don't think so. And it was like $80,000. I really don't think so. All right, Vivek Ramaswamy, great job. Doesn't matter what he looks like. We like him. Um, and then here he is. Again, Fox is like, their mouths are agape because their great big plan, um, um, I can't even remember his name now, uh, DeSantis, flamed out, right? Not one person said anything about DeSantis. So they invite Vivek on to talk about stuff, and... Um, They're trying to they're trying to take him down. It doesn't work. Cut 18. But what I've said is we can actually go the other direction. Reopen economic relations with Russia. Freeze the current lines of control. Make a commitment that
6: NATO will not admit
2: Ukraine to NATO. So let Russia take
3: 20 percent of the country. They took it. They just took it. And you said the reality reality is what do we get in return? Well, listen, the reality is what we get in return. I'm I'm keeping my eyes on the prize. Brian, here's the eye on the prize. The Russia-China alliance is the greatest threat the United States faces. There is not a single candidate in either party who has offered a coherent plan of how to disband that alliance. I have, and I want to use the Ukraine war as a chance to bring that alliance apart, that will be the single greatest advantage we're watching, in US watching the Russian army deconstructed before our eyes. We're watching the Russian army deconstructed before our eyes without any American blood. They are the aggressors, and our foreign policy did win us the Cold War, yes. which I assume you know. Yes, in the modern Cold War, Brian, that the old establishment needs to wake up and see is that the USSR doesn't exist anymore, but Communist
6: China does.
2: Wow, good for him. And you know what? I like Kilmeade, but um, a lot of those guys are prisoners to some expert who told them something once. You know, George Will writes this big, nasty piece against Ramaswamy, and he bases it all on some interview he had with, like, George Shultz in 1985. The world has changed. The world has changed. And um, I got a problem with um, this unending commitment to a country that I don't know that much about, Ukraine. I don't know that much about it. I don't know much about Zelensky. What about the emphasis on peace? Whatever happened to that? And, um, you know, I do give these guys some deference when they show up on the show. Look, he's doing this full time. You know what I mean? I'm not going to rearrange his foreign policy plan. Um, Some of these broadcasters, you know, they sit on a couch for 25 years observing others do stuff. And somehow the proximity to those people, they start to think that, wait a second, their judgment, their – uh abilities match those of the people they're talking to i have uh i've resisted that i have just because you got a microphone and a camera there and uh you know you're on from six to ten in the morning that doesn't mean much that means you're a great broadcaster and you know you, it, you know how to engage uh people and and hold attention and then you know maybe that was what it was all about but i don't i don't mistake myself for some um, global strategists. But then again, you know what? The global strategists, they get it wrong all the time. They really do. So sometimes you can just be a guy on a couch with an idea and be right and everybody else wrong. So, you know, I actually, yeah, no, I give them granted. Look, they had a good conversation. That's fine. And I think it went on here. Uh, let's try 19. Oh, skip 19. What was 19? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, we already got that. Yeah. Um, then again, he could just flame out. You know, he could flame out. You know, today's is, uh, is a flash in the pan, you know, just come and go. And that happens a lot, too. Um, wow, we really won this thing. Here's pix 11 talking about the situation out there in Staten Island. Cut four.
4: Outraged Brooklynites sounding off about the city's latest plan to house thousands of asylum seekers at Floyd Bennett Field in the coming days. Donna Connolly lives nearby and has concerns that the move will strain local resources. Who's paying for all this? It's the taxpayer. We're
7: paying, everybody in Rockaway's paying for it, everyone in New York City's paying for it. We don't know if these people are vaccinated. We don't know uh,
4: where these people have come from. They're not vetted. Rallyers hoping the city will find alternative locations.
6: If you believe you have to take them, Rikers Island. They have cafeterias, they have shower stalls. You just take the bars off the cells. And then you have lots of ground for them to roam on. The new shelter is expected to house
4: around 2,000 asylum seekers and comes at a time when the city continues to look for places to house people amidst the influx of over 100,000 migrants arriving to New York since last year.
2: All right, thank you to PIX11 and uh, Curtis. That was obviously not Staten Island. Floyd Bennett Field, we won in Staten Island. They're out of the St. John Villa all right, Jamal. Welcome back. Been a while. What's up? Good afternoon. First of all, i
7: like to tell you, tell all your listeners, please vote and stay in that bubble and vote for Trump. They're going to be only 30 percent. He's going to lose this time. He's so going bad. to lose. Hey, stop. stop. You, know what? No
2: you know what? Hey, 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 hey. You know, don't come here to antagonize um, my people, all right? You know, th- there's no such thing as a bubble here because we We're bombarded all of the time just going about our business with anti-Trump messaging, all right? So don't tell us we're in a bubble, all right? We get it. We know, all right? We know what's happening. I know. It's in the air. Digital osmosis, the elite media culture, which has no use for you, Jamal, all right? One of these days, you'll realize that they don't care about you. They have a corrupt Marxist agenda, which will ultimately harm you and your family Uh, They have fooled you. You're going along with it. There's something really evil going on. And the last time I'll ask you again, if you study that picture of that transgender uh, monster with a seven year old boy in a public school during school hours, if you think that's righteous, if you're on that side, you need help. You need help. And you're not the only one. Millions of people need help. I mean, I can't believe you have been so corrupted. If you can see what the Democratic Party stood for, say, 30 years ago, say, 25 years ago, actually, say, 15 years ago. You look at Barack Obama in 2008. You look at Bill Clinton in 1999. They have no idea. No, they would they would think you're on mescaline. They would think you took uh, what's a what's a big hallucinogenic LSD. This has no semblance, nothing. This is totally crazy. And that you, you, that you're, you seem to be enjoying this. You seem to be enjoying the, what you perceive as the demise of President Trump. You know, the, there are polls that have him beating your hero, Joe Biden. If you can be enthusiastic about Democrats right now with that corrupt fool in charge, with his pathetic response to Maui, with his corrupt son, with millions of dollars coming from China, From Ukraine, from Kazakhstan, from Romania, with his brothers getting that money, with his sisters-in-law getting that money, with his grandchildren getting that money, with Hunter getting that money, with Hunter's ex-wife getting that money, with his girlfriend getting that money, with Hunter's sister-in-law, you know, he was screwing around with Haley. Said These people are sick. But... By all means. By all means. You get the final word, Jamal, maybe.
4: Okay, I am I'm I'm not going to give you a
7: final word. First of all, there is no Marxism. Stop saying Marxism and communism. All right, you can't okay? you can't you know can't you tell me you can't
2: from. All right, you can't tell me to stop saying anything. All right, you can't do that, all right? Certainly not in this environment. If I was okay, at your house hau- so- if I was at your house, you could ask me to leave. And by the way, you really should invite me over one of these days. We should you know, face to face. What do you say, Jamal? You know?
7: Mr. Kelly, break break I
2: respect you.
7: I respect you. Allow me to speak for at least one minute. I am up against a commercial
2: break. I can't give you a I can't give you one minute, especially when you say don't say this and shut up about that and don't you know. You can't you can't just no. By the way. I would like to be I would like to um do I really want to go to this guy's I can't invite myself over. It'd be nice if I got invited, but I can't invite myself over. All right, listen, Jamal. I'm glad you're well. You sound fine. Anything else?
3: No, Vote for Trump so he
2: lose again this time. Big. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I always hear the Democrats say that this is the plan. This is the plan all along. They want to hurt Trump. They want him to to be the nominee. So they arrest him so he'll be the nominee. No, they thought he would quit. They thought he would quit right after Alvin Bragg did that nonsense. They thought and they did that on purpose because they thought the Stormy Daniels stuff would scare, you know, middle America and that stuff. No, we've all grown up. We all get it. We all know what's going on. And that's not happening. Uh, but anyway, thanks, and I'll see you later. I'll be right back.
1: Greg Kelly on seventy-seven WABC. This is the Greg Kelly Show.
2: A uh, big headline: uh, MSNBC is jumping up and down because the Washington Post quotes disgruntled weird ex-general john kelly uh as saying uh let's see here john kelly says trump's likes the sycophants he likes people telling him how great he is it's pretty rich coming from a uh a general okay having served in the military um i gotta tell you if you've ever seen a yes man you've never seen anything like the yes men around generals all right take a look at the uh Majors, colonels, and uh, uh, lower-ranked generals around a four-star general, okay? You will see ass-kissing like you have never seen in your entire life. It's just like – and that's one of the major problems with the military right now. The culture is – the culture's broken, okay? The woke stuff is making it worse. But you look back at what happened in Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, and the military is just – kind of emerges from that ready to what? Lose another war? I'm sorry. We've got great soldiers and Marines. We've got
5: hideously bad leadership. James Flippin, welcome. How are you? Hey, Greg, have I told you how great you are lately? You know, you're a great TV host, a great radio host. I just wanted to, you know, kind of put that out there. You know, we're praising the generals here in uh, the studio. Uh, we just ripped on them. What do you mean? What do you mean? Well, well I'm saying you're, you're like the general. Oh, I'm the general. All right, yeah. right, thank you. Uh, yeah. So I just, you know, <laughs> I'm falling in line. Wait, are you doing a little
2: bit of the kiss-ass routine that I just <laughs> yeah, said was the worst thing in the world? <laughs> all right, because, uh, hey, well, thank you. I'll take you at your word. Thank you, James, <laughs> very much. Thank you, indeed. Right back at you. Uh, Playing along. What's going on? Oh, there's oh, the music. Well, you know. well, you still, I, I need to talk to you about that thing, all right, that mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. And I need to talk to you, Dino and Saul and Sandy and Gary and Jason and Colleen and Glenn and Rachel and the rest, okay? Your call's coming up. And... Uh, clips of my epic conversation with Donald Trump.
1: You're listening to the Greg Kelly Show.
2: Mm, uh, all right, so James Flippin was just trying to butter me up, but it was all uh, all a ruse. Uh, hi, welcome back, it, Jim. It was sincere, but also in jest. Um,
5: all right, I do have to get to uh, the two big news items you have for us. What are they? Well, we've got some major stuff going on here in the city. We're obviously on Staten Island. There's a protest that's unfolding, and it looks like an injunction was issued concerning the St. John Vila Academy, which closed in 2018. The city wants to use it to house migrants there, but right now that's on hold.
2: I know. That's awesome. Uh, that, that You can credit that to Curtis and uh, Scott Lebedo and their friends. Well done. Uh, go somewhere else, as in go home uh, to Mexico, Nigeria, wherever the hell you came from, and come in here the legal way. Get on a plane, You know, make arrangements ahead of time, okay, and
5: get a visa and do all the stuff you're supposed to do. And then we'll welcome you back. All right, what else? And then also longtime sportscaster here in the city, Bruce Beck, had his wallet lifted off him on Wednesday night right outside the studio. Um, he was robbed of his wallet, I think yeah, this was on either Tuesday or Wednesday night. And uh, just, you know, kind of notable in the sense that it's an area of Midtown Manhattan where you just don't really think about that happening most of the time. It was at night, right? Yeah, it was. Hmm. Um. Do we buy that story? Oh, you don't think it actually went I down mean, no, that way? I know it did.
2: It did. It did. It did. Right? It's not like Dan Rather when he got punched in the face on Park oh, Avenue. What? Remember that? Remember <laughs> right. that? Everybody was like, eh, I yeah, don't know about that. But actually, sh- he turned out to be totally true. Uh, what's the frequency, Kenneth? And he said he got beat up, and everybody thought he was like beat up by some angry husband. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it turned out that uh, there was a real maniac. And he asked him for that. So, all right. Well, Bruce Beck, um, sorry that happened to you. Oh, yeah. Actually, now I remember. I saw the picture. They got the suspects. Uh, they're out there somewhere. They haven't ar- – not the suspects. It's very interesting about the word suspect. You know, police are looking for the suspects. No, they're looking for the perpetrators. They're looking for the guys who did it. Now, once they're in their, they're in custody, you know, we can say they're alleged. You know what I mean? But they don't say suspect.
5: That's fair. I, yeah. Unless there's a name attached to it, I don't think you have to say suspect. This individual is a um,
2: yeah. That's a good rule of thumb, but everybody throws the word around suspect uh, very. So, how much money did Bruce have on him?
5: Uh, That I haven't actually seen. I'm not sure if that was included in the report or not.
2: Mm, I would imagine Bruce was probably dressed nice. He was wearing a tie because he was going to go on air that night, right? Mm -hmm. So he looked affluent. And they got did they hurt him? Did they punch him or anything? No, I don't.
5: I don't believe it was anything of that nature. It was just you know that he got that. They said give it up, and I guess he did. Yeah, that's the word. That's the that's the phrase. Uh, no watch or
2: anything. I don't really keep much in my wallet, to be honest. I don't keep any cash. I, I, u- I use a
5: debit card to buy gum. Yeah. It's actually – I have to try to make sure I have cash sometimes for like gasoline and then if you have to tip somebody. Let me see what I have in my wallet right now. Just checking it out. Oh,
2: gosh darn it. Oh, I nice. N- you know what? I owe John 20 bucks. Oh.
5: <laughs> so that's I, spoken I, for. Yeah,
2: well, yeah. I got t- I got two $5 bills, mm-hmm. like an eighth grader. Yeah, right. I had more money in my wallet when I was in eighth grade. You know, I had a paper route. I delivered Newsday. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Hey, would you do me a favor? Sure. Could I borrow $10 so I could pay <laughs> him back? Seriously. I would rather owe you money than him. Yeah. You about, know what I mean? Right, yeah. Well, I'm sure we could work something out if I had cash in my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. This is quite... The reason why I um, needed the cash, so I get into a cab... And uh, after we move about a block, he starts telling me the meter is not working, right? Mm -hmm. And he said, well, okay, well, I got to get there anyway. So, But he starts making noise like, well, I'm going to have to reset it. Okay, can you just reset it now? He says it takes eight minutes. So he wants to pull over and reset it. And I said, well, we'll figure out a way to pay you when I get there. And I actually first said, oh, look, they're playing my interview on the the TV channel. Yeah,
5: that's you. Ooh, that's very cool. On MSNBC. You're on MSNBC. Yeah. How about that? Greg Kelly on MSNBC.
2: MSDNC. <laughs> They're probably going to make fun of me and say all kinds of things. Oh, man, how horrible. What a sycophant. What a this. What a that. Well, look, uh, I'm very upfront about how I feel, and it's not sycophancy. It's, uh, I think it's, quite frankly, mutual respect. That's the way I like to look at it. You know, Are you, are
5: you allowed to support somebody or be a fan of what they do without being a sycophant? No, a sycophant means, I
2: think, like ov- over-the-top obsequious. Right. You know what I mean? Over-the-top. Uh, I'm trying to think of the time I gave him a hard time. I mean, no, look, I, there were times I have actually said, you know, I don't think you should have said that. Maybe you should, Could you know, would you ever apologize for this? Would you ever, you know, can't you start doing that? However, I have to point out, like, what the hell do I know, right? I mean, seriously, this guy got himself elected president. Nobody else got themselves elected president. He did that by himself in many ways with us, the voters, but he did it by himself. It wasn't a bunch of consultants. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he really listens to his brain because he did everything opposite in 2016. Everything. Almost.
5: Right? Yeah. I mean, certainly not what you expect out of a candidate most of the time. Well, um, you sound a little lukewarm, but that's okay. That's okay.
2: (laughs) That's okay. All right. Wait, what was the other thing? Oh, uh, so the $5. Anyway, I finally got here. And, uh, you know, I was not late, but if I were five minutes more, I would be late. Mm. And there's no ATM around here. Did you ever notice that? There's no ATM. I I mean, it's like, so I had to come in and I, I must say, I just thought about, you know, I said, okay, I'll be right back with the money. I thought about just. Walking just away. I, I mean, I thought about it very briefly. I was what's, actually what's the term for that? Like you know, like stealing.
5: A... <laughs> There's no special. No, term No, I for mean, it? it would
2: be. It would have been mitigated by the fact that I got into the cab. It was his problem that he couldn't accept payment. I mean, right. you know, like I, I never use cash these days. Like
5: you run out on the check at a restaurant. I don't know what you would do. No,
2: no, that that would be like you get to the restaurant, you have a credit card, and they say the cash machine is broken, and are are just take my number. No, we can't do that. We need your card. Well, I have to go. So what are we going to do here? Yeah, I, you I, you can't detain me. <laughs> right, right. Now, I respect – he didn't say, like, leave me your uh, sunglasses. He didn't say anything like that. So I went back. But you know what I did also? I, I gave him a tip, but not like a overly generous tip. Mm-hmm. So I gave him the 20, and I said, I need five back. And I could tell he was not happy he about that. He wanted that five. I mean, it was just like 20 would have been more efficient, and he was waiting. But at the same time, like, I didn't, like – he was a little he wasn't apologetic about the machine not you know he wasn't that and then he tried to blame me. Well, you saw my light wasn't on and you got in anyway. I said, "Excuse me, no. Didn't happen that way. I couldn't tell if your light was on to be honest cuz the sun was hitting it, yeah. right? And you stopped and you let me in."
5: Originally, I was thinking maybe just give him the 20, but since he blamed you, I think you were right. There was a little bit
2: of that, there was a little bit of this and I had to come inside, go back outside. Now I'm in debt to you, soon to be no, right. him, soon to be you. And, uh, Does he take Venmo? He asked, and I don't know Venmo. Oh, okay, I mean, what? I uh, yeah, I don't, I don't trust Venmo.
5: Oh, do you use it? I do. What is it? It's an electronic payment system. You know, I mean, you just it, it takes it from your debit account and puts it right in the other person's account.
2: I don't know about that. It sounds, uh, it sounds uh, like Bitcoin or crypto. It
5: sounds you know, a little think, bit uh, weird. It's money. It's it's regular. I mean, I know American I sound currency.
2: a little bit uh, ignorant right now, but
5: I don't want to use that.
2: All right. So, is there anything else?
5: Uh, let's see. On Lahaina, they identified 388 people that are missing, but the FBI says it's really closer to over a thousand people remain missing. Why, why the hell are they
2: jerking us around about this I don't number? Know. There's something really, really screwy going on there. The whole damn thing is so crazy. And then I see online that they're identifying very bizarre patterns with this fire, and I've never seen I've never seen scorched earth like this. This is I've never seen that I've, uh, outside of a what, Hiroshima, 1945?
5: Have you ever seen anything like this? Mm. No, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, they just say that it's a unique uh, topography there. You know, it's hilly. It's really dry. Lots of non-native grasses that get dry and burn. And uh, old wood that was termite infested. They say that's partly why it burned as fast as it did. Termites? Yeah, it's like old wood there. I mean, that's where I honeymooned, by the way, in Lahaina, just a few months ago. And it's just old. It was just an old town.
2: Well, all right. Well, we wish those people the best. Tough stuff. Tough stuff. And, uh, oh, here's something. I got a little news item. Who remembers Ashley Babbitt? It's unfortunately uh, too easy to forget because her name has been ignored and stricken from the record in so many respects. She was the woman who was killed on January 6th, killed by police down there. And there isn't a police department. I I want you to forget the... MSNBC crowd, Democrats, uh, BLM, forget all of that nonsense, all right? There's not a police department in the country, I guess, except for the Capitol Police Force, that would not have uh, suspended this officer and then fired this officer and then prosecutors would have prosecuted this officer. I'm talking about uh, Byrd, B-Y-R-D. I can't remember his first name. Michael Byrd, the cop. Who's got a real Forrest Gump thing going. He sounds like a dummy. And he got promoted. They just promoted this guy. Talk about sticking it in our faces. Now, Ashley Babbitt um, did not do anything that warranted deadly force. From what I've seen, she was desperately trying to quell a situation that the police let get out of hand. And those three cops who walked away beforehand, nobody has explained that. Well, they were being relieved by he- No, they weren't. You don't walk away like that other than if they were cowards and they were retreating. Something is really messed up. And here's Michael Bird. This is uh, back when we found out who he is because the Capitol Police, they wanted to show him off, and um, here he's telling his sob story. What about the sob story of the, uh, the Babbitt family? You just shoot a person for uh, what you think is jumping through a window? She was a
10: threat. This is what uh, Bird says. Go ahead. Your name has been battered about on the Internet, but you've never been officially publicly identified. Do you want to tell us who you are?
9: Uh, My name is Michael Bird.
10: I'm a lieutenant for the United States Capitol Police. For months, he has lived in hiding, he says, over this moment. (laughs) His decision to use deadly force against a rioter as she climbed through a barricaded door that leads to the House chamber. In the months since, he's been the target of threats. Can you give us the nature of some of those threats? They talked about,
9: you know, killing me, uh, cutting off my head, uh, you know, very vicious and cruel. Stop! You
2: know, this is their little game, right? Oh, threats. Threats against me. Threat, there have been threats against me on the Internet. The Internet is a sewer, if you haven't noticed, okay? So you lift up the manhole. No kidding. It stinks. And if you want to go around the, 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 the bottom of the Internet, the basement of the Internet, looking for bad stuff about you, you're going to find it, whether you're Joe Blow or Michael Bird. You know, it's funny. Oh, I, I killed an unarmed woman and people are giving me a hard time. That's what he's saying. Where the hell does he get off, huh? You killed an unarmed woman. People are not going to like it. That doesn't justify a threat. Nothing should happen to you that's outside of the law. I think you should be criminally prosecuted and put in jail. But I don't want to see you get, uh, you know, I don't like mob justice. And no, I'm not calling for that. Obviously not the opposite. But uh, imagine this guy. He's ooh, he's getting a little bit cyberbullied and he's all upset.
9: Keep going. Racist things? Oh, racist things. There were some racist attacks as well.
10: There it's you go. Play the race card. Oh, my God. I I was he happens to be black. Given the nature of the threats that you describe, do you have any concern about showing your face and identifying yourself? Of course I do. Uh, that is a very vital point. Stop!
2: Uh, Why in the hell would he go on national television? Right? You think we're... You think they're playing a game. You see how January 6th is a great big con job? Uh, Lester. I could you know Lester's eyes seems to be a little bit skeptical, but the reporting is not. Keep going.
9: And it's something that uh it's frightening. I believe I showed the uh,
10: utmost courage on January 6th, and it's yeah, time yeah. for me to He's do a that hero. Just ask. Responsible me. that day for securing the house chambers, Byrd couldn't see what Americans were witnessing on their TVs. But he could hear it in the pleas from other officers. Were you afraid that day? I was very afraid.
9: What are you hearing on your radio? I'm hearing about the breaches of different uh, barricaded areas. Uh, officers being overrun officers being down did you ever hear a call or a report of shots fired during any of this as a matter of fact i did there was reports of shots fired through the house main door
10: onto the floor of the chamber later those reports would prove to be false yeah no kidding this video captures bird instructing members of congress to don gas masks
9: stop
2: I think he's overdoing it with the gas mask, too, right? It's like some people
5: who are – he's
2: just taking it. I mean, gas mask?
5: Mm. Gas mask? Well, you know, and again, just, Greg, from a news perspective, I just wanted to note that Lester Holt referred to Ashley Babbitt as a rioter. I thought in the news we weren't supposed to use that term anymore. Well, number one, she wasn't a rioter. Um, Number two, what do you mean we're not supposed to use that term? I mean, it's just – in other instances, we've been told by various – elected officials, people who work in broadcasting and so on and so forth, that the term rioter is not appropriate because it's, you know, in essence you're sort of taking away that person's humanity. You're making them about some action that they may or may not have committed. Now that
2: is just woke BS. Okay, I mean, because that's been – I mean, like uh, Union Square with the PlayStation stuff and the guy jumping up and down on the hood of the car, right? That's not a rioter. I mean, that's a rioter. What's wrong with saying rioter? I'm just – a person Passing who's rioting. What I've been told. A person who's rioting. But those are all like, all right, I'll have to get back to that. I'm going to write a nasty letter to whoever told you that. Who
5: told you that again?
2: I'll have to check my notes. The, the National Broadcasting of uh, Woke Journalists. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, let's wrap this thing up.
10: Please your he says officers barricaded the door, what he considered the last line of defense. I had been yelling and screaming
9: as loud as I was. Please stop, get back, get back, stop. We had our
10: weapons drawn. There's a gun! There's a gun! Bird, only his hand and gun visible, targeted a figure trying to climb through a window. He fired a single fatal shot hitting Ashley Babbitt. She was 35 years old, an Air Force veteran, Trump supporter and QAnon follower. We see your arm out there for a considerable amount of time. Were you wavering?
9: I was taking a tactical stance. You're ultimately hoping that your commands will be complied with.
2: Stop. You can't hear any commands from him on that tape. You can't hear any. You can make out other voices. You can make out words. You can't make out anything he's saying. I don't think he said anything. I just – I can't believe that this guy got away with it. And he talks about last line of defense. Well, what about those three cops who were there? Why did they just walk away? It's just crazy. It's insane. And you know what? You know what's driving all of this stuff? I'm sorry. Race. right. You heard it. He played the race card right off the bat. Somehow it gives him immunity from this stuff. And she is a white woman. And I'm telling you, in this sick, crazy society, they're trying to rearrange us uh, in terms of status uh, and privilege based on race and gender. And white women are at the bottom. And you know why? Because you voted for Trump in 2016 and this is punishment. And they're trying to shame you and trying to control how you vote. And this is an amazing roadmap to that right there. All right. We got to go. Thanks, James.
1: Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. This is The Greg Kelly Show. All right. Sorry.
2: We got to move on this. Uh, Colleen, hi. Oh,
7: God, Greg. Okay, real quick. The George Washington. So, anyway, I'm going to send it to you over on Twitter, but you have to see President Trump's motorcade from new jersey oh my god and somebody put uh, back in black to the to the music to it because uh, I, I i watched this i'm um, glued to the tv when he leaves bedminster i swear this is where george washington fought most of the revolutionary battles
2: really he, all right put that he, on twitter i want to see that okay at great kelly usa at Gray kelly usa very interesting dino hello
9: Oh
8: Greg. How are you? Uh, just to discuss the thing with President Trump, uh, he was falsely, obviously, been falsely arrested. The um, DA could bring up any charge. They couldn't pay anyone for anything. There's a retired uh, NYPD detective, Austin now, who's been falsely arrested twice by the NYPD, and an impartial judge issued a ruling that the court was misplaced by the...
2: What's his name? What's his name? Detective Nolan, he's called you show up a few times. All right, I'm going to look into it. Thank you very much. Uh, Sandy, hello.
7: Yes, uh, Greg, I'd like to make a donation to the Rudy Giuliani Defense Fund. Five, ten, twenty dollars. I'd like to spread the word to all the listeners. Whatever you can afford, if you can afford more, that would be great. But I want to help, and this is the only way I think I can help. And I'm actually going to buy a bumper sticker for donald trump also to help him with that
3: all right I'm a
6: yeah senior
7: I, and that's all i can afford but i want to do something where can i send the check to uh
6: that
2: i don't know uh rudy will be here shortly i don't know about the procedures if he's got to go fund me or not i don't know what's going on there um do me a favor google around i'll talk to him about it uh check it out okay sandy uh but good point and if he needs help let's help him okay get together and do it what
7: Everyone who listens, get together, and we can do it. Yeah, well, whatever let's, let's it see.
2: Is. Let's see what. Yeah, let's see what it is, and I'll I'll, I'll make sure Rudy says something about that. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Gary. Uh,
1: yes, how is this illegal mayhem uh, impacting real estate values in places like Staten Island? It's
2: getting killed, plummeting. Uh, actually, I should check with my uh, cousin Amy, who sells real estate on Staten Island. I don't know that for a fact. Uh oh. Barbara, so sorry, but lay it on us. Okay, the betrayers of America's
7: justice keep going after Donald Trump. But as you point out, he is not doing what they expected to do. He is not backing off.
2: And he never will. Barbara, to be continued.